Good evening and welcome to The Joust. Uh, my name is Nagy. I'm here as always with Liam McNeil. Liam, how are you? I'm well, thank you, Nagy. Very um, well. What is it, Nagy, you've just spotted on the floor? Pray tell. Was a spider. There was, a, there was in, look, in my eyes, quite a large spider. I really wish you hadn't informed me of this. Uh, this week's episode of The Joust will be cancelled. <laughs> uh, we'll burn the garage down. Right, we're all moving. We're getting on a, we're getting on a truck and, uh, and uh, we're going far, far away. No, no, it's dead now. It's dead. I hope... I assumed it was dead when we I. We can only pray. If it's not, it's it's very angry at the bottom of my foot. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, we'd like to talk everything Newcastle Knights and uh, state of origin here at the Joust. Uh, Liam, as tradition, uh, should we do first sips? Yes, first sips for the week. Obviously, to Nathan Ross, Joust favourite and Newcastle icon. Ladies and gentlemen, raise your glasses, please. Mm, delightful and continuing with tradition. We'd ask you to please be upstanding for the national anthem of our great country. Oh, apologies for uh, that one, guys. Our producer Elliot has an aerobics class he teaches every Wednesday, and I think he was just uh, doing a bit of choreography before we arrived. Um, and uh, well, look, we'll have that sorted for next week, hopefully. Um, but Nagy, where should we start? Well, the Manly game, I think, uh, is an important part to kick off. Uh, it's, uh, look, I don't know. Well, look, where do we go? Where do we go from here? Another loss, another loss, Liam. Uh, but it hurt so much more. It hurt so much more for so many reasons. Uh, one of them was that we lost, uh, again, the other that we lost to Manly there. The other that it was also, this being the, uh, 20 year anniversary of the great 1997 victory. Yes, I guess, Look, I guess it's, it's the very just, same it, side. Uh, the whole week was just a... Well, the whole game itself was just a debacle of epic proportions. Well, it look, it, it was pouring down with rain. There was an absolute deluge of rain. And um, so much that usually when you watch these games on TV, you can't actually notice the rain when it's pouring down, but you could see it visibly, like just sheets of rain, just cloths of rain coming from, from all angles. Could have made your bed with that rain. Yes, and it was. Uh, that's it. I think that that's, and you know, look, you talk often about the psychological element of football. I think that's one thing that really scared the Knights off. They were expecting the Pasha Bolka to wash up <laughs> on the field at any point in time, which you know, really not something you want to be keeping an eye out for in a game of uh, professional rugby league. <laughs> Everyone's scared of a large coal ship just crashing into the stadium. Oh, look, we've been there. Uh, we know how much it hurts, or actually how interesting it is, and actually it gets how it gets you a half day off school. <laughs> um, because I don't know if you guys remember, but uh, we all left school to go look at the boat on the beach. <laughs> Simple times back but in anyway, 2007. We've forgotten our sponsors, sorry, Nagy, the oh, people yeah. who give us so much for our show and ask for nothing in return. Um, sponsors for this week are the uh, $1 pies, meat pies from Derby's. Children's area of the Newcastle Museum, the section remember the section with all the games. All the games, yeah. Um, and my short lived career as a photojournalist for the Newcastle Herald covering the Morrow Park bowling park fire when I was hammered after a night at West. Look, it was a very good photo. <laughs> I'll give you that. A series of photos actually. It was a, a photo essay. Of, yeah, okay. Right on. Photo essay. Just out of shot was uh the large glass of red wine in my left hand. <laughs> It was an iPhone 3, I think, I took the photos on. It was more raw that way. Look, it. it was raw. It was it was all, everything you want from a good photo photojournalism essay. But anyway, look, let's go back to the Manly okay. game. Okay, Manly game. I look, mean... 
Look, there's a big contentious point here, um, and which everyone's talking about, which I'm happy they're talking about because I really thought it'd be another one that washed straight under the rug. Uh, washed under the rug? Pushed under the rug. I've never washed Swept. my rug in my life. I think you just <laughs> hang it on the clothesline and beat it. It was belted out of the rug. It was belted uh, out of the rug. <laughs> that um, Aquila Uate for, of, of former Knights fame, uh, and also still on the Knights' uh, um, salary, I believe, um, scored a his second try, which wasn't a try. Let's, look, yeah, sorry, Nagy. He was awarded points by the referee. He didn't score a try. He was awarded points by the referee. Miscellaneous points given to mm. by the referee, which uh, in the end score, 14-18, ended up being uh, the, the deciding points. Um, and it was, yeah, look, it was disappointing because it wasn't a try. A few things gave me um, some solace, knowing that, one, Uate is still bombing tries for another team. That that was uh, that was good that he was. That's wasn't. good to feel, yeah. It is that he's that, that you know we gave away a player because um, for all his talent he, he was known to bomb a try uh, in a crucial time and he's still doing that. However, he only has the uh, the the support of the judiciary team on like the time. So uh, there was points given uh, which look it went straight up. It didn't go upstairs, and every other try did. Which, and you'll note, the uh, sideline official did indicate that he would like it to go upstairs, and he had a perfect view. If you watch the replay, he was looking right in under Uate's armpit. It was an absolute schmozzle because I think there was, there was people that are mainly, mainly in manly colours saying, look, uh, at least they didn't you know, take it upstairs again, and they've got to call these tries on the spot. I'm all for calling tries on the spot if, if they, uh, let's say you make a break at 50 metres out. And there's three passes thrown. It's play on, play on, play on. And someone dives under the post. And it's like, well, just give that a try. It's been play on up until this point. Don't go back and look at it. But when it's the when it's pouring down with rain and there's two people in the tackle and there's a sideline involved and it was just everything that looked dodgy, go go check that. No one's got any issue with going up and spending 30 seconds actually just checking the, the, the corner... Um, you know, just, just, yeah. Why, why wouldn't you check it? In saying that, though, it is hard to call that. Uh, you know, to say that that costs the Knights the game. I mean, what's to say the Knights get the twenty meter? Also, uh, I believe it would have been a five meter scrum, ten meter scrum. Yeah. Anyway, exactly. what's to say the Knights don't get the ten meter scrum, the twenty meter dropout, whatever, knock the ball on Manly score straight away. Yeah. But then also to the other end, what's the point to say the Knights get the ball back? They don't much a hundred and score. I think you've got to take both the bad and the good. My father always taught me you never blame the referees for a loss. There are ways, if your team is good enough, to overcome horrifyingly bad, disgusting decisions. Yeah. But, you know, it did feel like in a game that close, in a game that tight, that was the death knell. Yeah, look, it was. like It was something that could only happen to, to Newcastle. Because it, like, it, if it happened to the Broncos, it happened to... Oh, the, the furor. The, 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 yeah, it would have oh, just been... Your roar that would have been kicked up. Yeah, it would have been just something that we're... Obviously, we're still talking about it because we're the only Knights Tragics around with a microphone. So, um, it's... But anywhere else is sort of like, well, it just played out that narrative that we'd like to see. The team that was, you know, that was dollar thirty favourites won and the team that was well outside as... Six dollars, um, I think we were paying. Six dollars lost. Um, so, yeah, look, it, it, everyone else is happy. Um, but... What like what I liked about the game is that Manly uh, pushed themselves into the top four, um, so that's the top four side that we played in, in you know in the grueling conditions. Which and traditionally they're the conditions that your top four sides are going to win in. Yeah, against the like your spoon sides. Um, but you know we 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 had a we were leading at halftime again. Um, again, seventh time is it? Nagy? Seventh time seventh. this year. Um, For how many wins, Nagy? 
Just the dose. Look, if we were to call it a percentage, it wouldn't be very high. No. I don't know what it would be, no. but it wouldn't be very high. If we call it a fraction, we'd have the same issue yes. of being rather well, low. Yeah, um, a fraction would be two-sevenths. Two-sevenths. Specifically. Classic two-sevenths. Um, but it's... Look, we can't dwell on that, even though I've been dwelling on it. Well, I intend to dwell on it for considerably longer than I should. Let's just keep dwelling. Um, yeah, I'm going to dwell. No, look, let's get off the dwell. Who yes. have we got for hats off, Nagy? Yes, uh, we do our hats off to a player that we think done uh, remarkably well in the game and our hats back on to uh, a player that we think has played uh, not so well. And my hats off this week goes to uh, Jacob Saifidi from the bench. Uh, I believe he ran uh, 18 runs for 144, 146 metres, uh, as well as it's 18 a, tackles. He took a good stint off the bench. Yeah, very powerful. God, Lot- aren't those Safidi brothers proving to be real leaders in the forward pack? Yeah, yeah that, as rightly they should be. And I think I like alternating, 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 alternating yes. them because it seems look, if you're if you're playing against them, you'll just think, oh my god, this player. It's a huge psychological blow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> never goes off. What's yeah. wrong with him? Like, uh, but you know, Dan had a, uh, Dan Safiti had a solid game, um, but nowhere near as uh, as many touches as um, Jacob. And I think it's the first time that I can remember this season that Jacob's outperformed uh, Daniel Safiti. So, look, there's some good signs there. Uh, Liam, your hats off for this week. I'm going with Mitchie Barnett. Barney. Barney's I, back. Barney's back. Thank God. You know, you, it was definitely defensive weather, and he made 53 tackles. That's a lot of tackles, anyway you look at it. But he backed it up with 14 runs. I'm not sure how many metres it was for. It was I think it was just short of 100. Just short of, just shy of 100. Yeah. Which, when you're making that many tackles, that's a hell of an effort to back up with a couple of good, strong, honest hit-ups. Yeah, and look, that's... Obviously, his style of play is very... Um, not, not not to those conditions. He likes dry, dry football. He, he's a you know He's an old-school footballer. He likes the ball in both hands, and... And a beer under his arm, and a you know a ladder on his shoulder, and he'll fix and anything. His wife in the kitchen, <laughs> old school footballer. Um, but it's but uh, so those conditions, he had to tuck and run a bit more than he um, than he'd like to. Um, but yeah, look, I thought yeah, Barney's back was a great uh, great thing to see. Uh, obviously, he played last. He's like probably last two the games week, yeah, week before as well. The second one back, but yeah, coming back of an ankle injury, like he, that showed that that's the kind of output that we re-signed him for after like round one or two. So that was um, that was really good to see. Um, hats back on for me. Oh, um. Rhymes with schmeffery. <laughs> yeah, old. Uh, old. Yeah, there was a few players that I thought were, were a bit underdone. Uh, but look, I have to give it to the the, the referee on field. Like, it was just terrible. Yeah, it look, was just really bad. That would have, it. Yeah, it would have. We could have won it. We could. <laughs> without, I'm dwelling again. Damn it! Let's come dwell back to, a let's bit. Dwell. Yeah. But yeah, look, uh, my hats back on definitely goes to I can't. Who was the referee? The match officials. I don't. I, I've scrubbed the man's name out of my Exist- brain bank forever. Existence. I believe he's going to be sat out for the next week. He is. He's already been dropped. But it's like he'll get one week and then back into it. And like, oh, I don't know. It just seems like if it was more of a a Daily Telegraph sort of an article behind it, if you had you know Bulldog Richie saying like certain things about him, he, he'd he'd miss a lot more. Well, look, if you're a Knights fan like me, I am circulating a petition to have a Royal Inquest launch <laughs> uh, from which we will actually get the two an points on the ladder. So An official inquiry. Yes, a, 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 an official inquiry. The coroner's uh, <laughs> been involved. So if you see that passing around, please sign it. Yeah, absolutely. Is that the rain you can hear? No, it's the uh, <laughs> success of my petition hammering down <laughs> upon us. Um, but yeah, look, I think, you know, it just... This one was a funny one. The Knights yeah. won a few key stats. I mean, they lost a possession battle again. 
But yes. that's a running theme. We're just living with that. That's a fact of life. That's what we do. These are stats are uh, courtesy of our resident uh, stat man, uh, Beryl McPherson. Yes, Beryl. Uh, got some good... Handsome. Handsome Beryl. Stout Beryl. Stout Beryl. Um, yeah, we lost the possession battle again, which is something we're becoming used to. Lost the run meters battle heavily. The uh, Manly ran for f- 400 more meters than us, which uh, on a wet night, holding the ball, tucking it, taking it up the guts, that's what you're going to do. How many errors were there for but, the Knights? Well, that's it. We made less errors. I think it was 11 errors manly to 8 or 9 for the Knights. We we made less errors. We won the penalty count, finally. And uh, we had a higher completion. We completed 30 of 38 as opposed to Manly's 27 of 38. So we actually won some of the key indicators. But it just goes to show, Nagy, it's not all about the key indicators, is it? No, well, that's right. We got to put points on the board. And we, we had that second push in the second half um, where we looked like... Uh, Good, good work from Daniel. But Levi. you know, at that point, it was just you know, it was about as useful as Hitler's second push in World War Two, pushing through the Battle of the Bulge, trying to take back uh, land and defeat the Allied force. It was never going to happen. Yeah, it was just sort by of that point, it was never going to happen. Pointless waste of life. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was it? good to see Danny Levi get over the line first try of the season, uh, and, and uh, which a try that's built on a lot of the hard work he's been doing through the ruck. You know, he got up, jinked, went in around the markers and in behind the ruck. He's really been building to that. He's showing that that's where he's very strong, getting in around the ruck with footwork. I think that try and was just deserved. Also coming off for a uh, HIA um, and then being belted in, in the head by the ball. <laughs> the very same head that was being tested <laughs> <Assessed>. for concussion, <laughs> but uh, was hit with a Steeden. So he got the... And that, that's no that's no picnic. I can tell you what, uh, like being um, smacked in the face by Steeden on a cold, <laughs> wet night is... Uh, um, is, is something that no one wants to go through. No, because um, when the, when the Steedens are wet, those little grips, they really hurt. They get kind of sharp. Especially in the cold, too. For some mm. reason, you can really feel them. I don't know. Yeah. The slap of it. No, poor Danny Levi. Look, and he's, and look he's, he made up for it. He might have been very well still concussed. Uh, I think if they're still testing the first concussion, maybe the second concussion due to the ball wasn't uh, counted. Maybe it might have shocked him back into reality. It may well have. We can't know. I don't know. How we con- can't know. I don't know how concussions work. No, I've had many, but I don't quite understand them. Probably why. <laughs> I don't understand them because I've uh, suffered a string of them. <laughs> but, jeez, uh, Marty Tapao was good, though. I mean, 235 metres, six tackle breaks. That man's just a wrecking ball. Yeah. Can we get him? Yeah, probably not. Um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> well, he started with the Dogs, one of the Tigers, now with Manly, I think. Yeah, yeah it sounds all right. Yeah, anyway, like he's, he's obviously... I didn't know he started the dogs, though. That's interesting. I heard a dogs fan through the week complaining about how they gave away all their good <laughs> forwards and kept all their terrible ones. As dog fans do. They do a lot of complaining. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, look, the Manly side played well. We, look, we shut down a whole lot of um, of their efforts. Uh, that, that tried for, for against... that we, Sorry, we conceded from uh, Curtis Sirenen. Is yes, it Curtis? yes. Um, yeah, the, that was our worst offensive effort. But besides it was soft. That, bes- that was a soft trier. Besides that, everything was was really good, and we had to reshuffle because we lost uh, we lost Rostog uh, early in the early in the pitch mm. early in the piece, and have, um, Brendan Elliott, who started on the centres, had to go to the wing. So, yeah, which also moves on to uh, some news we did thread uh, on. Um, I keep wanting to call him Travis Waddell. <laughs> no, <laughs> Joe, well, Joe Wardle. Joe Wardle, big Papa Joe. Yeah, he's uh, got a bit of an injury. On his knee, he was ruled the out of the Manly Clash. A bit, f- 
floating bone, I a hear. A bit of floating bone. Which now, uh, <laughs> I think we can all understand a bit of floating bone as something you don't want to be playing football no, with. No, you're in the middle of a pool surrounded by uh, <laughs> children. You don't <laughs> want a floating bone. You'll be arrested immediately. Right. Post haste. Um, uh, well, I'm coming out in, in a stance against pedophilia. I'm saying you should be arrested. That's true. That was an anti-pedophile joke. It sounded like a story that of your life. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not on any sex list, sex watch lists, unfortunately. That's good. No, um, fortunately. Fortunately. For- <laughs> Sorry. There's still time. There's still time. But yes, no, look, I've been assured by night CEO Matthew Gidley. Uh, he spoke to me personally through a quote in the Newcastle Herald that yes. just to clean up an arthroscope and he's aiming to be back for the St. George game on the 11th. I don't know if that's going to be the case. Surely I don't not. Think if so. someone's prodding like, yeah. around your knee, you need a bit of time to recover. I don't know. Would any of our listeners who have had an arthroscope get back to us on that? Yes, yes. Arthur, or doctors. Arthur Scope. Do we have any doctors? Doubt it. No? <laughs> if you're a doctor, just let it be known that you're a doctor. Just Then we can come back to you for yeah. other, other questions as well. But um, so yeah, we are a resident physician. <laughs> and God knows we need them. We need it terribly. <laughs> just just here, after that second bottle of red, usually, I think you need one. What's, uh, what's the I ha- sneezed before and I think I broke my nose. <laughs> what's the ha- heart uh, pump, power peep? Palpier. Pacemaker. Pa- no, the... Oh, the paddles. The defibrillator. The, paddles, the defibrillator. We could... We, could we have one on staff. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only thing keeping us going at the joust. Elliot's got one warm at all times. Just just buzzing away. Uh, <laughs> just ready. Um, but yeah... But the, look, you have to. When it's, you know, high-octane podcasting like we do, you know, the, the ticker sometimes, it just can't <laughs> keep up. Can't keep up. The uh, we we've got no game this weekend. Um, no, hence we're padding this out a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so nothing to discuss in the looking forward. But um, but we got the St George the the following week. The following uh, week, and yes. suffered uh, a shock loss to Canterbury. Well, we could have them on a on a, on a mid uh, season slump, which they they have been. Uh, They're well known, known to, for mid season slumps. Yeah. And Canterbury are terrible at the moment. I think it was two thousand fifth. They were leading they after seven round, in a row, I think. They were, they were leading after round ten, and then they finished eighth. So mm. massive second half uh, season, just just uh, dropping off. I feel like that was the same season the Knights. No, the Knights the year before won six in a row to start. No, four in a row to start. Oh, was that it? Oh. Four. But it was a glorious four. It was a great four. It was great a, four. The, I hold on to that memory well, and I remember being very boastful to people saying like, "Oh well, we'll see in the finals," and we're already talking about. I think we did miss the finals that year. Oh yeah, we we got the spoon. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Oh, that was the first of the first of the trilogy of spoons. We haven't got the third one yet. Yeah. We could have jumped the Tigers against. Uh, could uh, have, but didn't. I think we still will. We'll get the buy when the Tigers don't have the buy. Uh-huh. So, and we have a better for and against than that. See, now look, I've got to give credit to Brownie there. That's really good uh, buy work. Buy I think work. he's really <laughs> planned these buys very well. So, I mean, it's going to be tough for us to get the two points against. But And then after St. George, if, if memory serves, because we have the technology to look this stuff up. Tigers. Not, Tigers. So, At home. So we could jump them and effectively push their head back into the... Into, I was going to say back into the mattress. <laughs> I was going to say back, back into the very genitals they appeared from at yes. birth. So we could, we could, and they're, they're, they're a team that's talking solely about next season. You know what I mean? The rebuild, all their signings. Getting on the bus. Yeah, and so we, we, and we're, we're talking about, um, we're not even sure there's going to be a next season for our team, so we've got to savour every moment. So now that that we could effectively jump the Tigers and get off the bottom, and I think once we are, once, and everyone knows once you're off the bottom, uh, the only the way, only way is up. back to the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> and Joust is, of course, that is a home game. 
Um, I don't know about Nagy, but I will be in attendance, throwing back a few frothy bastards. Nagy, what are you doing? Oh, very well could be there. Actually. Very well could be there. New employment Nagy could be there. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, we won't touch any more on that in case they're listening. <laughs> but but, uh, but I could very well have the weekend off, so we, sh- we might be doing a, a special uh, joust event from the hill. Um Will just involve me and Liam getting heaps pissed, uh, and on as that, all joust events do. That's true. That's true. Uh, all right, well, we'll, uh, we'll wrap up this half, and we'll be back for uh, the second half of the joust, covering the pointy end. Big signing news from Newcastle Knights. Oh, huge! Uh, and looking at uh, Queensland, uh, the Queensland team, because uh, the New South Wales team is posted the same team. So we've <laughs> we already covered that in depth uh, last week. But the Queensland team, lots of changes. We're watching the. Uh, the crumbling of the Queensland dynasty. Please uh, join us for the second. And I've got a floating bone going on. Welcome back to the second half of the joust. Uh, We're going to cover the pointy end of the joust, which is uh, everything uh, Knights and NRL, uh, as well as uh, some state of origin uh, I was going to say analysts, anal- analyzing analysts. analysts. We're going to look at the Queensland side of the uh, of uh, of that's been released this week, uh, as well as uh, open up Liam's mail sack. So uh, we'll jump straight in for some very exciting uh, signing news. Yeah, huge signing news. We've got the Guerra. Guerra, are you? Guerra, are you indeed? We've signed him for three years, half a million dollars a season. Naggy, is this a good signing? Well. <laughs> Yes, it is, because this is very, like, through the week, there was a lots of chat about, like, oh, he's at the end of his career, he's 29 years old, um, and they're like, oh, look, this is a, a waste of a, a signing. However, uh, this is an, an Origin player, This is he's, play, he's left out of this uh, game too, but for the first time, he's played 11 Origin games to his name, um, grand final wins, look, he, he's someone that, that sort of found form later in his career already. Well, that's it, you've, you've only got to look back to two or three seasons where... Guerra burst on, kind of came out of his shell as this excellent edge-running second rower. I mean, that's in very recent memory. I think he's still got it in him, and, you know, he's in a bit of a form slump at the Roosters at the well, moment. Well, except the game that he played, um, right, like, last week. Oh, yeah. except, besides that. Did you see the exception it? of that. I'm going to say, did you see it, Liam? Did you I watch didn't. It? <laughs> no. Um, like, he, had, he had a phenomenal game. Two tries. Two tries. Well, there the you match. go. Now, that's what happens when you sign for Newcastle. You become buoyant. You become happy. Everything's in order. Where's More players should take that advice. Where are you? He's on the way to He's down the F3. He's on the way down the F3. <laughs> or is um, the M1 now? I think it's the M1. It's the M1 now, yeah. It's still the F3. It's still Marathon Stadium. Let's hang on to Absolutely. it. Let's cling. Let's dwell. Um, <laughs> but no, very good signing because what he has about him is notoriety. Um, and this gives a lot, of, uh, a lot more attention to players that uh, might be on the radar to say, well, where is going to go there? I might go there too, especially for younger players, which is also another possible signing. Um, uh, uh, Connor Watson has, has alluded to the fact that he's off contract with the Roosters. He's um, a halfback 5'8", sort of back utility at the, at the moment for the Roosters. Hooker as well. He Hooker filled is, in for Jake Friend when he was injured. Yeah, look, and, he, and there's not really anywhere for him to go except Hooker at the Roosters. I'm not sure how long Friend's got left on his contract, but with Pierce and Kiri playing very, very well, um, you'd think he'd be looking for a new club with the amount of talent that he has. And the Levi Watson one-two punch could be very good. I mean, Danny Levi, if you can get him playing less than 80 minutes, he can give you a bit more, do a bit more damage around the ruck. I think if you've got... Because Cost Jason, it's... Uh, the gone. hot word he's is gone. he's gone for good. He's, he's gone. retiring. 
Which is sad. Sad to say, but this is, the, is. This is the nature of the game. This it is rugby is. league. But I think, yeah, a Watson and Levi one-two punch out of hooker could be energetic as hell. That'd be phenomenal. Yeah, look, I'm looking forward to it. I think that's good. And also... Uh, Old Skidmark Steve, Skidmark Sean, Skiddies. Uh, yeah, no, look, again, I've got my uh, exclusive, I would say. Um, well, exclusive is the wrong word. I read it in the Herald. <laughs> um, they've officially withdrawn the offer from Skiddy. There was a four-year offer on the table, but were withdrawn after he was uh, arrested for possession of 0.46 grams of cocaine. Cocaine. Um, however, I still think I have, now I've an interesting you... thing yeah, okay. about Hit Skidzy. Hit me. They did a hair follicle test and it came back uh, showing that he hadn't done any illicit substances in the last three months. Also went through a bottle of Veet the night before. <laughs> I, don't <know laughs> I, don't, I don't know if they're related, but uh... it's funny. It was a blonde hair. Yeah, <laughs> he's, uh, he's not a blonde man. No. But, uh, but yeah, no. Look, the, it looks like the uh, offer for Skidzy is well and truly off the table. Which I think is a good thing, because I've got to go on a bit of a rant here about skids. I've got to go on a bit of a rant about the skid marks. Look, when you hear Gus Gould commentate, talking about skidsy, it's funny, because uh, he'll make a mistake, and Gus will go, oh, that's just Sean. That's just Sean. That's that's what he is. He, He makes the mistakes, but we love him anyway. Now, at a club like the Roosters, who have been successful, they had their three minor premierships in a row, they've got a strong squad around him, he can afford to make those mistakes because he'll make the mistake, some other superstar will pick up the slack. Team like the Knights, you can't really take a gamble on a player like that because who picks up the slack from those little uh, skid mark brain explosion, explosions that he has that Gus loves so very much? He just nods, he's, oh, no, 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 Sean, oh, you shouldn't do that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, Who's going to be saying that to him here? Who's going to pick up the crumbs? Well, on Osborne, well, be I was going to say Brandy would be saying those things. But speaking of Brandy, Brandy was uh, has been uh, and he talked about working with um, the other Sydney side, the, well, the GWS Giants, yeah, Greater Western Sydney Giants, Greater Western Sydney, so the Western Sydney AFL side. That's essentially what they are. Though you're not wrong. That's true. Yeah, yeah. no, it's actually really interesting what Brandy's doing. He's working with them um, because. The way the Greater Western Sydney have gone around their, gone about their current premiership drive is they've started as a expansion club 2012 I think when they came in 2013 somewhere around first there, yeah. two seasons wooden spoon but they got some good draft picks brought through some very good youngsters and they've stuck with that you know core of youngsters and at the moment they're a genuine premiership threat looking to blow every other team out of the water because they persevered with these youngsters and Brownies come out and said look we're we're working very closely with them. And what they've done is what we're trying to aim to do at the Knights, you know, create a really good young core of players, almost trying to create a dynasty where, you know, within the next two, three years, we're going to have some success. But if we do it wrong, if we fuck it up, that's going to be five or six tough years. So Brownie came out and admitted that it's a pretty high stakes game. He's playing here with the recruitment and retention, well, but I love it. Yeah, so do I. Look, uh, I think it's delightful. He could have easily come in the side and done uh, what... Um, uh, Ivan Cleary is doing at uh, the Tigers, mm. buying players, buying players to fix to to replace others, and sort of um, just just throwing the net out and just pulling in what, what sort of these um, talent that you could get. And but let's be honest, <coughs> you're going to get the odd gumboot. I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if uh, if that's the way forward. It's definitely not the way forward for the Knights, and I'm glad they didn't do it because another coach would have. Um, come in there with a mandate and said, "Look, this is it." Um, and we've we've discussed this before, so we'll, we'll, we'll go quick on it. Like, I think Brandy, the patience game, and to say that what he's trying to do. And look, this is it. The the, the Guerra signing. We're going to see a few more signings before the end of the year, and it's going to be a next we, the the next year's team will start to take fold. And when you look at it, it's a plan that's been in motion for quite a while. I think I saw a stat that 
from the weekend's forward pack, or might have been the weekend before, the only player that hadn't come through the Knights junior system, Mitchell Barnett. Mitchell Barnett. Barney. Barney. Um, and we've adopted him. Oh, we, he's fitted in like a, you know, something that fits really well into another thing. Yeah. He's just fitted in beautifully. But, I mean, when you look at that, you can tell that this is a plan that Brownie started with initially, but then he's gone to consult other organisations who have used similar plans yeah. to great success. Yeah. And, you know, now he's working on fine-tuning it. The bones have been there, and now he's just putting on the skin, putting in the uh, the vital organs and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, I think it's going to reap the benefits later on. Oh, they'll um, be reaping. There'll be some reaping. They'll be reaping. On. Reaping, guys. Reaping. Reaping. We're not... Not what you were thinking. Not rapping. Dirty gusses. <laughs> Not rapping. Um, <laughs> but the other one, the Cronk. Now, ah, it, look, it's, it's come out that the Knights have offered Cronk a massive contract, train two days a week, spend the rest of your time in Sydney, play game day. Don't like it. Don't like it at all. Put Take it off the table. Uh, uh, what, are, what are your thoughts? Liam? Well, Sorry. my thoughts now, while I'm not a huge fan of it either, Cronk won't accept that. If he's going to come to the Knights, he'll say, no, fuck you two days a week. I'm the ultimate professional. Because when you look at it, Cronk is the ultimate professional. Yeah. He's not going to train two days a week. He's going to say, look, if I'm coming here, I'm going to commit myself. I'm going to train eight days a week. And yeah. I'm also going to coach the kids. I'm also going to mentor them and somehow still find time with just- my, you know, to motivate my beautiful wife, Tara Rushton. <laughs> he's just that kind of player. If we do get Cronk, it's not going to be on a two-day-a-week training schedule. It's going to be full-time. He's in. He's mentoring. He'll be driving and, the bus down to the games, oh, and he'll be sweeping the sheds after the games. He just, he's that kind of player. He would do it. And I think, honestly, it would be the perfect cherry on his career Sunday. If it was for- Coming to the Knights, developing Brock Lamb and Jalen Feeney into a potential premiership slash origin dynasty. Wouldn't that be the feather in his cap? Yeah, look, it wouldn't be in my cap. For me, I think if you're going to offer him a million dollars a season, which is what's going to cost us to get him, you're better off throwing a million dollars at James Maloney, paying the Sharks um, the remainder of his contract, you know what I mean? And and giving giving James Maloney um, as someone that's a similar of similar birth, if you will, of of uh, of Cooper Cronk. Getting him similar pedigree. Similar pedigree, yeah. Um so Look, we'll get, take either of them. But yeah, like if we can get James Maloney to the club for, for two to three years, let's say two years with an option. Um, I'd much prefer someone that's already a journeyman, that's already been around, he's gone to New Zealand, he's come back, but all he's found what what has followed James Maloney is success, and uh, and that's and and as well as his sixteen year old Labrador also named Success, which follows him everywhere. It was fate when he got that little lab, <laughs> little sucky. It's it's yeah, it's she's gone on the hips, but she's a lovely girl. Yeah, no, but look, I think I'd take either on hell. Best yeah. of Jam managers say, look, fight to the death. Whoever wins, we'll take you. Yeah. Also, if, just on a side note, if we're going to sign anyone, I'd like to sign Michael Gordon. Oh, he'd be great signing the Flash. Uh, Nagy, we were discussing this in the Astro on the way. Yes. And uh, I do agree with Nagy. I think it'd be a great signing. Obviously, the Pong has got the number one jumper tied up. Yeah, but like Pong reserve. You know what I mean? Like if like if, if the Pong was out at the moment with our current roster, uh, we don't have a gay guy next year. Brendan Elliott would be back in, this, back in the fullback spot. And it just doesn't, I don't know, just doesn't, it feels like and the flash brings a lot of professionalism, and professionalism in, is what we need. In goal kicking, playing uh, range positions. Anyway, so that's just my two cents on on signing news. Two valuable cents there. Thank you, thank you. But now, look, we've discussed this last week. Queensland's loyalty. Yes, Queensland's bloody famous, amazing loyalty that they had when they had four or five potential immortals in the side. Boy, it was really hard for them to stay loyal to Greg Bloody Inglis and Jonathan <laughs> fucking Thurston. It's hard to stay loyal 
when those players are playing the best of their career. Boy, good for you, Queensland. You stayed loyal to some of the greatest players of all time. God forbid you lose a game. How many changes have they made now, you? Six, I think, I believe. Who cares? It's more than none, which they are so proud that they were going to do. In a 17-man side. Let's run through some uh, players. Are they still there, Liam? Uh, Sam Thiday. He's gone. Uh, Nate Miles. Gone. Uh, What about uh, that great other player, Justin O'Neill? Gone. (laughs) Oh, well, okay. Well, let's have a look here. Let's say if I'm saying let's have a look here as if I have the team in front of me, but we I'm, do not. I have don't. The team in front of us. <laughs> we don't have anything written down. <laughs> and no. uh, but what we're what we're trying to bottles in front of us. What we're trying to illustrate. Look, here, the point we're getting across <laughs> is that the Queensland loyalty myth is a bunch of bullshit. It's gone. It's gone. The it's first, dead and it's buried. The first sign. The first sign we got. We got. We got the likes of uh, Bob Catter weighing in, saying that Slater should be back in the side, which he now is. You got these uh, Queensland legends saying. We got to go this way. You got other Queensland legends still holding grudges against Cherry Evans because Cherry Evans is uh, um, put everyone off not signing with the Gold Coast and upset a, a lot of those you know banana benders up up north. And so what you have is this Queensland uh, sort of culture eating itself now. And with one more loss and a series loss with all these changes back and the side looks good. Thurston's back. Slater's back. No excuses here, boys. Um, it it could it could really fester and it could really fall to pieces really quickly. And those who have followed Origin as closely as I have in my life start, lifetime, we we remember we remember two thousand and four, two thousand and five. Yeah. The Blues were on a hot streak, three in a row. Yeah. Queensland, Origin's dead. Gordy Tallis came out, Origin's dead. The chairman of the QRL at the time, whose name escapes me because I never cared to learn it because he was a dick. Um, might have been John Quayle. Origin is dead. And then all of a sudden they win a couple of series. Oh, it's the best thing ever! But it was a lot of couple, a lot, a lot of a series. It was it was a lot of series. A group of a couple. Did, yeah. It was a bag of series. It was a lot. A sack but, of series. But anyway, at the end of the day, Queenslanders they go on and on about this goddamn loyalty they're also proud of. But at the slightest sign of weakness, bam! Let's gut the team. Let's change everything. And you know, I think it's just a sign that. They were always sore losers. Look, we have I've some friends from Queensland, and I can't bear to be around them for two months of the year because they're very they're like you hear the concept of sore losers. You want to talk about sore winners? Those dickheads up north—they're terrible. Yeah, and like there's this, no grace. There's no uh, there's no panache. What I really want to do this this for game two. Oh, by the way, game two, which we'll be hosting at Central Bar. Yes, and uh, if game one didn't put you off enough, <laughs> please come back, <laughs> please. But we'll be we'll be there again to uh, to to really uh, cheer the boys home for another series win. Uh, and so if you were there, apologies from all of us. <laughs> but it's going to be a great night. Please come to Origin Two on uh, June twenty one. Twenty one. June twenty one. Uh, at uh, Central Bar from about seven o'clock. Please be there. But um. What what I really want to do is win this series because we have Slater back. We've got Cronk there. We've got Thurston. We've got Smith. And we can watch all their faces drop as we take a series off them. Because mm. there's there's, we've got to get them now because they're not going to be around for much longer. And I really, floating bones back again, Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the table was on an angle. Um, it, it's, it's really important to beat them at their best. And even though now they're not necessarily at their best, I still want to beat them. They're right? still pretty damn good. They're still pretty good. But I, I, like, uh, I like having... I like the thought of reshuffling, dropping players, um, putting Darius Boyd, supposedly the best fullback option there. He's played fullback for Australia. He was always going to be uh, the one. And Slater's now pushed him back out of that side, or sorry, pushed him off to the wing. And so, I think also one big thing, not having uh, like uh, Darius Boyd, greatest try scorer and most prolific try scorer in origin history, whatever, not having Inglis inside him. We'll see how he goes there. But yeah, no, look, the biggest thing for me this week, the pointiest end of all, 
is how the myth of Queensland loyalty is crumbling, and it's a beautiful thing. Let's watch the world burn. Liam, uh, let's open your sack. Um, what have you got in your sack this week? Good sack this week, guys. Uh, thank you very much for all your questions. Some serious, some not quite so. Uh, Gavin Morton asks, uh, will Matt Moylan be the next immortal? And to that I say, Gavin, take off your brown and white glasses. Penrith will never have an immortal. My apologies, Gavin, and to the entire of the Western Sydney district, not going to happen. <laughs> um, now, Andrew Baker, still on origin. Andrew Baker asks, who the fuck is Tim Glasby? Uh, in classic joust form, I will reply yes. some excellent commentary. Tim Glasby is one of the Storm's great bit players. Now, Craig yep. Bellamy has always had an amazing talent for taking players who re- realistically players who suck very badly. Chase Blair being the current example. Yeah. Actually not a very good rugby league player, but is currently playing for the Melbourne Storm sitting in first position. Your other great examples are your, your Todd Lowry's, your Brian Norries, Daniel Abraham, I believe all of whom played for Newcastle, actually. Adam, did, did Daniel Abraham go to the Storm? No. Uh, no, 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 Adam yeah, Woolno. No, Adam no Wal- Daniel Abraham did as well. No, he went to the Cowboys. Oh, Adam Woolno, perhaps. Yeah, Adam, no, Adam Woolno. Adam Woolno. Anyway. Jason Riles, another one that was well yeah, past Riles-y, it. Yeah, Riles, well past it. But these players under Craig Bellamy, they take on this new lease of life. They play bit parts that, you know, are well out of their wheelhouse and they play it very well. Now, will Glasby make the step up to origin? I don't know. I don't pay enough attention to the Melbourne Storm to know that. Um, someone honestly, who does... I'm very glad that you knew something about him because I had no idea who <laughs> Look, this man was. I'll um I'll refer that question to our fellow podcasters, the Storm Chasers. Yeah. Um, average listenership of about one. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I'll, yeah, I don't know. Who is Tim Glasby? Andrew Baker, my answer is... He's an unknown quantity. He's someone else. Someone, someone else. else. Someone and else. Uh, Anthony Hickling asks, it doesn't, re- oh yeah, it's a question. Not so easy for Queensland to stay loyal and pick and stick now, is it boys? I think we've covered that. We've covered that. In great depth. But, but yes, you. we do We do agree with you, Anthony. Thank, thank, you, thank Tony. you for the uh, the chiming in. Uh, Seamus Kelly asks, now this is an interesting one. Did Aidan Guerra's signing with Newcastle result in him being dropped from Queensland or is it just because he is shit and overrated? Well, 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 well. He did have the, the game of his life and, and still didn't get picked. Um, but it, I think it's just a, they they only want one Newcastle player. I believe it's a quota. A quota. There's the one. Uh, they can't go over it and they don't want it because it, it's a losing culture. <laughs> so. It is a losing culture that we have. Um, but, you know, that, that may change one day. That may change. Um, Liam Jones asks... Are Queensland preparing for an ambush? It is a much stronger side from game two, he says. He also uh, finishes that question with, I hate the bastards. Uh, agreed, Liam. But yeah, Nagy, do you think they're preparing for an ambush? Do you yeah. think they're going to... Yeah, look, they, they're definitely going to They're gonna come up with some vigour. That We're not going to be able to get over them in the first 10 minutes like we did. And we've got to remember, it was the game was still in the balance at halftime. 6-4, it was at halftime. One try apiece. Uh, I think a lot of people remember choosing their glasses, drinking from their shoes and celebrating loudly as New South Wales ran in all the tries in the second half. I don't remember a second of that. <laughs> well, was I'm told it happened. It was your birthday. But um, but yeah, look, that's, it, I think we're going to be up for a, a, a massive challenge. I think I, it'll be a lot closer. Yeah, I, I do too. And it's it, just because it's in Sydney, I don't think it gives them much because... I don't even think our record's that good in Sydney. It's it's still, especially over the last 10 years. The last 10 years, we could have played them on the moon. We wouldn't have a good record. <laughs> um, but like, now, it's uh, thank you for opening up your sack, Liam. And that's right. One more from Joel Baker now. This is a contentious one. Hit We're still paying his, paying his wage 
Will Uate get a late call-up after a dominant display on the weekend? Nagy, thoughts on that? On uh, look, on, he's probably not too far away from uh, from if if we lost a few more outside backs, he'd probably be there. Like especially if we had Dylan Walker in the side, the but refs be- like him so. Oh, yeah. You take that. I didn't like him now. Um, too bad he's not playing in Queensland because the refs like him when he's wearing maroon. But mm. um, but uh, but if we saw Dylan Walker on the side, there'd be like a thing to say maybe there'd be more points out of Dylan by because you have you know you are outside of him. He just he's a nice finishing touch for Dylan Walker. So not too far out of the possibility, the realms of that. Uh, but uh, at the same time, no, most likely no. He's never going to go there. They target him. They kick bombs to him. He drops lots of balls and bombs tries. So probably not Joel Baker. So, thank uh, you for the question, though, Josh. Thank you, though. It's always nice to. And hear I would from like you. to quickly address Josh Houser sent me a story from high school that's very funny. Hit me. Um, Hit me with it. Oh, I wasn't going to, but I will. Um, actually, yeah, I was going to leave this one out because it's not related to anything, but it's very funny, and I remember it happening. Liam, do you remember the time Matt fought? Great bloke. Great, great guy. bloke. Great guy. Uh, punched that kid in the ear below us with a huge right hook over some surf beef. Now you recall surfing, which is a thing we used to do in high school. Um, there was a drop-in or some such, and there was some beef. Uh, Matt Fort slugged the guy in the face. However, right around the time when Matt Fort was cocking his fist to throw the punch, Dane Pollock had the brave idea to throw a banana. Now, the punch connected, and mere milliseconds later, the banana connected. And, uh, so you he know, had a punch-banana combo. He got punched and then smacked with a banana. And uh, yes, Josh, I will just clarify, I do, do remember that. Yeah. And it was awesome, because I do believe the rest of... The year below, who the punch E was a part of, jumped in, then the rest of our year jumped in. and A year versus a, year brawl. It was actually, yeah, the year 910 brawl, famous year 910 brawl of 2005. Well, I feel like I was there. Um, it was uh, it was quite amazing. It was it was hell, and uh, yeah, the the banana just added insult to injury. It was, <laughs> it was quite incredible. It was nothing quite like, something. Nothing like a banana to the face. No. Now, thank you very much for opening your sack, Liam, but also I'll bring it straight back to you, Liam, because uh, as we all know here at the Joust, Liam is a bit of a... Bit of a, uh, a history, would you say a, a, a buff? Uh, he definitely enjoys... Uh, I'd more say I'm a history fat. History fat. I'm definitely not buff. History. I'm a uh, history fat. You're more of a history mess, really. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> a history debacle. Yeah, So, but you like looking up uh, old, old players, and especially during Origin time. Uh, oh, especially during We have a very special uh, blast from the past this week because it's a blues player as well as a Knights great. Blues Knights mashup. Uh, of course, yeah. we've got Stephen Simpson. Stephen Simpson. Now, he was a good local boy, Steve. Uh, born Maitland, New South Wales on 27 September 1979. Boy, they get some good rugby league players out of Maitland. What's the, all the farming? Yeah. It's a lot of hard work. They build muscles. and uh, Plowing. He played 216 games for the Knights, Steve Simo. Um, 13 for New South Wales. But it was in uh, it was in retirement where he really made a name for himself. What did he get uh, up to in retirement, Liam? Well, he he started hanging out with some uh, very close uh, relatives of his. His yes. uh, first cousin, were, first cousin, sorry, Homer was uh, yeah. a uh, yeah. animated man. Yes. Uh, with three children, yes. wife with uh, blue hair, and he moved to Springfield. Lovely woman. Too. Lovely woman. Gravelly voice. Gravelly voice. But yeah, no, he moved to Springfield to uh, be closer to them, and I think throughout what's it now, twenty seven. 20 years? 20, yeah, I think so. About how, many, that, yeah. how many years has he been there? He's about 460 episodes. 460 episodes. About half of them classics. <laughs> yeah. The other half shithouse. But yeah, no, look, I think it's been a really good career over there for Simo. Again, hit and miss. Strong in the early days. Bad in the I'm later not, years. I but think I think in the uh, I think also he's, he's he, like I'm not sure if anyone's discussed this, but he's might have suffered some liver damage because he is looking rather yellow these days. He is. He's jaundiced. He's uh and he's jaundiced and which isn't good. We hope to and see. Boy, him. that Bart plays some pranks on him, doesn't he? Well, look, Uncle Steve, <laughs> old Uncle, <laughs> old Uncle Steve. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, look, he gets up to all sorts of uh, larger than life stories up in Springfield. So it's it's, it's great to see what Steve Simpson is up to these days uh, with the rest of the Simpsons. Um, and good on you, Steve. Uh, what a what a great night and what a great uh, a blues boy as well. Uh, that and about- a great red and blues boy. Yes, I did mention that. <laughs> I know. Just chiming. Just chiming. <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of The Joust. Uh, we will be uh, with you next week, as always, but also next Wednesday. We will be back at Central Bar, back up on stage, like you haven't heard enough of us already. Uh, and we're just going to have a bloody good night. I hope you can join us there. Please buy us drugs. Oh, Liam. Um, alcohol. <laughs> Jesus. Good Christ. Um... We can afford them ourselves. No. <laughs> no. That's a lie. No, no, no. We might have to edit that in post. <laughs> we'll cut that in post. <laughs> Good night, Jousters. Thanks no, for joining. No, 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 okay. oh, your voice just jumped the gun. <laughs> I don't know. No more Canadian clubs for you. I'm doing good twoies. Please like us on Facebook as well as listen to us on SoundCloud as iTunes, all the social pipes. Keep an eye out for us as well uh, uh, during game days because we'll be uh, we'll be there for more game days coming up. But also uh, post all your questions through to Liam's mail sack. Thank you so much for joining us now, Liam. It's all yours. Thank you. No, oh, you got nothing. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Thanks very much, Jess. We'll see you next week. Yeah.